0: You're listening to the Vintage Horror Radio Show. This
1: is a Foggy Jack podcast production. For more shows like this, please follow at Foggy Jack 13 on any social media platform. Please enjoy the show. Who knows? Blue Coal presents the Shadow, a man of mystery who strikes terror in the very souls of sharpsters, lawbreakers, and criminals. All signs point to a severe winter. Be prepared. If you want to be sure of even dependable, helpful heat in any kind of weather, insist on Blue Coal. America's finest anthracite mined from the fields of northern Pennsylvania. The coal that has colored a harmless blue at the mine for your protection.
2: You can't have me look you. You can't do it. Let me out of here. Let me...
3: Paul Gordon, listen. Huh? I can't see anybody. Who's that? I am the Shadow. <laughs> Stop. We haven't much time. We must hurry, Gordon. You're in the death house, charged with murder. Yes, I'm innocent. I'm innocent. But nobody knows it. Take courage, Gordon. The shadow knows. (laughs) All right, Margo, won't you sit down? I told Albo to serve our coffee here in the library. I would rather go on the terrace.
2: No, I prefer it here.
3: Then let me see you smile. That frown is most unbecoming.
2: Lamont, give it up.
3: Give what up, my dear? Drinking coffee?
2: I'm serious, Lamont Cranston. When I foolishly let you know that... Do you remember what you said? It will be exactly five years next week.
3: But there's still so much to do, Margot.
2: Well, then let somebody else do it. Don't you realize that you can't keep on like this forever? Someone's certain to identify you, and when that someone does, someone else is certain to kill you.
3: Perhaps, but until they do... Oh, darling, stop frowning.
2: I don't mean necessarily to give up your work, Lamont, but this other... Let the shadow just disappear and and come out openly. You're in the organized forces of law and police. Won't
3: you realize, Margot, that my entire usefulness to the organized forces of law and police lies in my remaining outside those forces, in remaining always the shadow... Would they approve my methods? Would they believe in my science? You
2: would make them believe. You could make them approve.
3: And in doing so, reveal my secrets, my knowledge. Reveal them and eventually let them fall into the hands of organized crime. No, Margot. No one must ever know. No one but you. Why do you think I've devoted countless hours to investigating electrical and chemical phenomena? Why do you think I went to India, to to Egypt, to China? What do you think I studied in London, Paris, and Vienna? except to learn the old mysteries that modern science has not yet rediscovered. The natural magic modern psychology is beginning to understand, and, well, magic that wouldn't seem so natural. I studied and learned
2: for a purpose, my dear. All right, Lamont, I I realize all that. But now, now the entire underworld has but one objective, to erase the shadow. And to me, that means
3: Until they know what the shadow is, and who he is, what can they do? Stop and think how many criminals are either dead or in prison because of our activities.
2: Why, even now,
3: tonight, as we sit quietly here, somewhere, an innocent human being may be in desperate trouble. Somewhere, perhaps, there is a problem that can never be solved. Except by the shadow what did the doctor say grace
2: it was good news and, and bad too I'm afraid dear
3: Well, whatever it was dear tell me
2: well, he said the baby could be perfectly well again within a year
3: oh thank god for that poor kid she's had a tough time well what else
2: well, this part isn't so good paul She'll need treatments during all that time. Paul, treatments cost money.
3: I know. Well, we'll have to manage somehow. You didn't do a very good job marrying me, dear.
2: Well,
3: If oh, I can only get a job. I've got my health and I've got brains. But no one seems to want them.
2: Oh, they will, dear. They, they've got to. Mm-hmm.
3: You're right about that. We're just about down to rock bottom. I raised every cent I can on a house and car. There isn't anything left.
2: You and I are still left, Paul. And we've got to take care of Sally. She's our daughter, Paul, and she's got to have her chance.
3: She's going to have it. Somehow. Tomorrow I'll start out and take anything I can get.
2: Darling, perhaps tomorrow things will break for us.
3: Yes. If only they don't break the wrong way. Excuse me, but are you the boss here? That's right. I'm looking for a job. Nothing doing, buddy. I'll do anything. Wait on table, wash dishes, anything at all. I don't need any more help. Well, how about delivering things? I've got a car. Nope. I don't deliver nothing. Sorry, I don't need you. I see. All right. Thanks. Hey. Hey, you. What? You calling to me? Yeah, sit down. Have a beer.
4: No, thanks. I I don't drink.
3: Anyhow, sit down. We a friend of mine named Lefty. My name's Red. (laughs) Look at my hair and you'll know why. Well, I'm glad to meet you both. Gordon's my name, Paul Gordon. Well, do you want to talk to me about something? We might. (laughs) Might be able to help you out. Sounds like you're looking for a job. You bet I am. I I need one. You know anybody that could use me? Maybe. We don't know you yet. So far as that goes... I don't know you either. So you read the guy smart. Yeah, maybe too smart. Now look here, Mister Gordon. We need a car, and we need somebody to drive it for us. You understand? Well, I've got a car, and I can drive it. Is it a good car? Does it got speed? I'll guarantee you, up to eighty. It's not bad. It's not bad. Now listen, kid. How about meeting us tomorrow morning at nine o'clock? All right. Where? Well, let's see. Uh, we're going to. Um... I got it. Right in front of the uptown bank. We got to go there first to cash a check. Well. How about $5 a day? That's so. But you'll remember, be there at 9 o'clock or you don't get no job. Don't worry, I'll be there. I'll be there at 8 o'clock.
4: Hey, buddy, you can't keep this car in front of the bank all day. Did you see that sign, no parking? I'm not
3: parking, officer. I'm waiting for a couple of men. I'm working for them. Oh,
4: Hey, what's that? Sounds like shots. In the back. Hey, hey,
2: hey. Oh, there, you. Are. You got him Lefty. Here he is in the car.
3: Come on, you. Stop that much for Step on him, fella. Hey, but you can't do that. God, on, I will shoot. Let him have it, Red. Hold him off. I'll hold him. Wish i never have shot that cop. Can't you get the more speed
1: out of this car, fella? She's doing all she can. Shoot at that tires, Red.
2: I missed
1: him. Fly the windshield. Say, let me out of this. Take the car. You don't think I'm in with you? That's just what we're figuring on. Now, here comes the curve. After you make that
4: stop. Get ready, Red. I'm ready. I'm just leaving the evidence. Put it under the seat, cushion. All right.
1: Okay. Goodbye,
3: Gordon. Thanks for the... Wind. Hey. Hey, wait, you guys. Don't leave me like this. Don't think I did it. Hey, come on back, will you? Off <laughs> Up the their hands. Come on, get him up. All right, officer, I haven't got a gun. I wasn't in this. They made me drive the car. Yeah,
1: keep your hands up just the same. Fill the car, Charlie. Okay, Sarge. Now, fella, you might as well come clean on this. I haven't done anything. I tell you, I'm innocent. Hey, Sarge, I got it. Under the rear seat cushion, a bag full of bills and a gun. That's the gun that bumped off my buddy,
3: Louie. And you say you're innocent.
1: Yes, I am. Well, it'll take more than
4: saying so to keep you out of the electric chair.
1: Court, order in the court. Paul Gordon, the jury have found you guilty of robbery under arms and statutory murder. You have been shown to have had
3: both motive and opportunity. The prosecution has piled up a mass of
1: incontrovertible evidence, and I myself have no doubt of your guilt. Therefore, in accordance with the law, I direct that you be taken
3: from here the place from whence you came, and that there you be put to death in the manner stated by the law. And may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> hey,
1: who was that? Who that? Oh, laughed? Bring that person before the court. Well, I I don't know where he is, Your Honor. The law came from over there. In that corner Yes Yes, Your Honor, but There's no one in that corner Only A shadow (laughs) Go (laughs)
2: to (laughs) sleep, dear Mother will be right here in the next room Oh, God Please help me Help me. I don't know what to do. Yes? Who is it? My name is Margot Lane. I have a message for you, Mrs. Gordon. You're not a reporter, are you? No, I'm a friend. I've come to help. Oh, then, then please come in. What is it you want, Miss Lane? Mrs. Gordon, your husband has a friend who's going to help him. There's $1,000 in cash. Huh? That's for you and Sally. 1000 It sent this to me. For that, I can't tell you. But the message with it is not to lose hope. Oh, but there is hope for Paul, then. The man who sent this to you never fails. Who is he? For that, I can't tell you. But, Miss Lane, you know him. Sometimes I wonder whether I do. I love him. But I wonder whether I know him. What do you mean? It's hard to tell whether I really know the man or only his shadow.
3: Well, Lefty, tonight the fall guy goes to the chair. That's what he gets for being a sucker. Yeah, there's not a clue that even points our way. Not even a print. We had gloves on all the time. You had yours up for a minute when you were sitting next to him. Yeah, but uh, I didn't touch the wheel. And we ain't left a clue. You think so? Who said that? You, Lefty? No, I, I thought it was you. It was I. You cannot see me. Who are you? And where are you? I am here in the room. In the shadow. You have pinned your crime on an innocent man. He shall not suffer, but you will. I don't know who you are, where you are, but you're bluffing anyway. You got no evidence. We didn't leave a clue. You did leave a clue. A clue that will send you to the chair. Where was it? Where was it? You're lying. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to believe that? Keep thinking about it. Keep thinking about The clue that you forgot. (laughs) Margot Lane. Paul Gordon is in the death house and is to die in the chair tonight. I am going to him now. We can still save him. Stand by.
1: In a few moments, we will return to the shadow. But before we do, let me stress this one fact. For home heating, anthracite is best. And America's finest anthracite is blue coal. Anthracite is the healthful fuel. It gives steady, uniform heat that helps prevent colds and cuts down doctor's bills. For with anthracite, there is no quick chilling of the house, such as you get with fuels of the on-and-off type, or with quick-burning fuels that flare up and burn out. Bear in mind that heating plants in this part of the country were especially designed to burn anthracite. So before that coal snap catches you unaware, call your local blue coal dealer. You'll find his name listed in the where-to-buy-it section of your classified directory under the words Blue Coal. Call him tomorrow and order a supply of America's finest anthracite.
3: any word from the governor? I'm sorry, Gordon. The governor refuses to take any action. Thank you. I've got to go. Tonight? At 11 o'clock. What time is it now? Almost 10. Is there anything I can do for you? No. These guards will move you to another cell. I'll be back in a little while. Ready, Gordon? Yes, guy. I'm just going to move you to another cell. <laughs> what does it matter? The one you're going to is Near <laughs> Nearer to the chair, is that it? <laughs> All right. Let's go. Gordon Walk to the left you will be right here Behind you I'll knock the door Into this Preparation chamber Pete Okay Just a second All right Going through Gordon Watch him Pete I'll shut the door huh. What's the use Of all this trouble What chance Have I got now I'm afraid You haven't got much uh, I wouldn't say that What do you mean? Holy smokes. Look behind you. Where?
1: There.
3: Oh, too bad. I hated to do that, but... There wasn't any other way, and he'll only be out for a while. Now, Gordon, listen to me. Hey. Where are you? I can't see you anymore. Where have you gone? Back into the shadow. Now, Gordon, we haven't much time. Listen to me. No crime is perfect. There's always somewhere a loose end. The only reason that all crimes aren't solved is because there's some one fact that someone knows and doesn't tell. And sometimes they don't tell because they don't know that they know. I told everything I know in court. They wouldn't believe me then. Because you couldn't prove what you said. We are going after the proof now you and I how I'm going to think with your mind I don't know what you mean don't try to understand just do as I tell you I want you to concentrate Gordon fix your mind on everything that happened that day make mental pictures I'll see what you see I'll try it now no no Gordon Stop thinking about your wife and baby. How did you know I was thinking about I that? saw it. In your mind. I see in my mind the pictures you create in yours. Oh. Like television yes. or like mental telepathy or mind reading. Hypnotism. Whatever you choose. There's no time to talk. Stop talking. Think. I will. I will. I'm thinking now. The picture is getting clearer. That's better. Go on. The restaurant? The bar? Gordon, stop thinking about the electric chair. It blurs the picture. I'll try. I'll try. Ah. That's better. Yes. Wait a minute. The small man with red hair. He was the one you called Red. Yes. Yes. I see him. Crooked nose, short, glasses. I know that man. He's Red Sloan. It's hard to see. I know. Think for your life. Try hard. Yes, you started the car. The other, Lefty, was in front with you. Lefty. Lefty. See him for me, Gordon. Ah, yes. A scar on his left cheek. Why didn't you mention that in court? I, I forgot. Never mind. Concentrate. Yes. Yes. Lefty couldn't keep you covered with a gun and look back at the same time. What did he do? reached up and twisted the rear view mirror. Now we've got it. That's the loose end. That's where his thumbprint will be. Gordon, now I can save you. You've told the truth. You didn't know. You knew. Oh. Right, you're a fool for coming in here again. This is the place we picked up that kid that's burning tonight. What you want to come in here for? This is as good a place as any, ain't it? Hey, telephone for you, Lefty. Telephone? Yeah.
1: Maybe you never heard of it, but it's a great invention. But nobody knows I'm here. Well, somebody knows because they're waiting on the phone for you. It's over there on the wall. Okay.
3: Don't be too long, Lefty. Hello? <laughs> hey, what are you laughing at? Who is this? Did you ever hear of the shadow? Yeah. Say, what is this? Too bad about young Gordon, isn't it, Lefty? What do you know about that? The shadow knows. Who are you? What do you want? I want justice. Justice for Paul Gordon, Lefty. And I'm going to get it. But you ain't got no letter. No fingerprints, Lefty. I know. We had gloves on. There couldn't be no fingerprints. Did you have gloves on all the time? Yeah, sure. I did. You're left-handed. Now listen carefully, Lefty. When you were sitting in the front seat of Gordon's car, your gun was in your left hand. Remember? Say, you ain't nobody. It's just, say, How do you know? What did you do with your right hand? My right hand? You took off your right glove, didn't you? No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, gosh, I'm going nuts. And you couldn't see the car that was chasing you because the angle of the rearview mirror was adjusted for the driver and you weren't driving, so... Do you remember... You did? No, no, I didn't. I didn't take it off. Are you sure you didn't reach up with your bare right hand and turn that rearview mirror? Are you sure, Lefty? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. Maybe I did. But... If the police find that fingerprint, you'll burn, Lefty. Just the way young Gordon's going to burn tonight. Goodbye, Lefty. <laughs> Hey, wait a minute! Wait a minute! He hung up. No, no, I won't burn. Hey, Red, Red!
4: It's only Jablonek. Say, who was the guy on no Never
3: the... mind that. Where's that car of Gordon's now? In his garage, I guess. I heard his wife. Listen, what? I got a hunch. There's some no fingerprints of mine on that car. Red, we gotta wipe more of there, or maybe we'll burn in that chair too. Come on, let's go.
2: Commissioner.
3: I'm sorry, Miss Lane, but I don't see what we can do. But
2: I tell you, Paul Gordon is innocent. The men who committed the crime are free.
3: Where did you get this information?
2: Oh, that I can't tell you.
3: Miss Lane, Paul Gordon was convicted of murder by due processes of law. Tonight he pays for his crime in the electric chair. If the police listen to every crank who came in here claiming new evidence... But they
2: can't send an innocent man to the chair. They can't do it.
3: No, but they can send a guilty man. And according to the evidence, Paul Gordon is guilty.
2: Commissioner, suppose that afterwards, when it's too late, they discover that Paul Gordon wasn't guilty after all. And suppose I testify that the police refused to listen.
3: Well, what do you want me to do? If it's within reason, I'll do that. I want Don't you I... to
2: send some men to that garage. I want you to catch the guilty men and see that justice is done.
3: I'm frightened. Brace up, Gordon. It won't be long. Get chin up, buddy. My turn next. <laughs> Go on, fella. Good luck. <laughs> Goodbye, kid. Where, where is he? He promised to save me. Who, son? I don't know. It was a voice. Just a voice. He... He said he'd stand by. Now, steady, old man. Don't lose your nerve, Gordon. Open it up, man. No, I will go in there. I didn't do it. I didn't kill him. I didn't, I tell you. He said he'd stand by. He's. Warden, wait. Only a few minutes more. Just a few minutes. Don't take me in there yet. Now, Now, wait, please, please. He said, please wait. Easy, Gordon. I'm sorry. If we might go on that door, I'm gone. It'll be too late then. Take him in, men. No, 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 wait. Oh, where are you? Where is that voice? Where did he go? Please come back. Warden. Warden. Wait a minute, men. Well, what is it? Warden, wait. The governor's on the phone. He says stop. Hold up everything. What's the governor say? He wants to talk to you on the phone, Warden. He says don't electrocute this man. They've got the other two guys in Gordon's garage trying to rub out some fingerprints. One of them was shot and died. But before he died, he spilled it all. This fellow didn't do it. It was a primer. Oh, thank God he got me in time. Gordon. Gordon. Did you hear that? Yes. Yes, I heard it. That voice said he would. I'm free. You're not going to electrocute me, Gordon. You're not. No. No, Gordon. The governor saved you. Governor? No. It wasn't the governor. It was somebody else. Or something else. But what do you mean, Gordon? Who saved you? I don't know. It was a voice. Just a voice. I never really saw him. He was only a shadow.
1: Before another adventure with the shadow draws to a close, John Barclay, Blue Coal's heating expert, would like to say a few words. Mr. Barclay.
4: Good evening, friends. If you're interested in having a more comfortable home this winter, be sure to call your local Blue Coal dealer. For he's more than a fuel dealer. He's an authority on modern home heating. You see, for more than six years, I've trained servicemen for these Blue Coal dealers. These men, known as John Barclay servicemen, have added thousands of families like yours to enjoy a greater degree of comfort and to save heating dollars, too. I'm going to read part of a letter typical of many received and satisfied customers using blue coal and John Barclay service. I quote in part, The service rendered by your John Barclay men has been invaluable to me. We were burning a ton of coal a week and having great difficulty in keeping our fire going throughout the night. Your servicemen made me many helpful suggestions regarding the proper way to regulate the furnace and recommended the use of blue coal. We not only reduced the amount of fuel consumed to one half, but actually got more heat. Think of that, friends. In this case, a family cut their fuel bill in half simply by following the advice of a John Barclay serviceman whose services were given without charge. Now, you don't have to buy blue coal to benefit from John Barclay service. No matter what kind of fuel you're using or from whom you've been buying, if you have any heating problems, consult the blue coal dealer. You'll be very glad to place his John Barclay serviceman at your disposal to solve your problems. I thank you. The
1: story you have just heard is copyrighted by the Shadow Magazine. Real names are never used in these Shadow Stories.
3: Crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows.
0: guys for listening to this episode of the foggy jack live podcast make sure to follow us on instagram at foggy jack 13 that's where we're most active and that's where you can find all of our other shows that we have here with daily updates on the new shows also click the link in the bio for our t-shirts make sure you grab a foggy jack live t-shirt we have quite a few different styles of t-shirts we have from the classic orange logo to a purple logo to even a playboy mansion model logo go check them out in the bio you can also find our website all of our other social media accounts and so much more if you like the show please consider joining our patreon page for three five or twelve dollars a month with all of those you get five bonus episodes a week plus i'm going to start sending out postcards to each and every one of you every month for the podcast and thanking you guys for being a member of the Foggy Jack Live Patreon page or the Pumpkin Guts episodes. You can also be a sponsor to the show. You just go over to Patreon and look for the sponsorship tab. Thank you guys so much for joining me down at the Pumpkin Patch where the hunters meet the haunted. I will see you next time on the Foggy Jack Live podcast. Thank you. Goodbye and blessed be. Oh, it's getting spooky in here.